thickmedia.com presents Consumption with hosts P.G. Holyfield, Chooch, Viv, and Christiana Ellis. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of specficmedia.com presents Consumption. If the real show is any indication, or the pre-show any indication, the real show here should be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> we are joined this evening by the one and only Starla Hutchton, uh, who we are very, very happy to have here tonight. Uh, she's going to be talking to us about uh, her novel that's coming out tomorrow. Uh, I guess it's actually been out for a little while, right? No. No. <laughs> well, the print version is out. Ebook drops tomorrow. That's what so I the meant. Official, the print official version date. was out already. But yes. And I need to unmute uh, Viv, I think. Oh, I unmuted myself, honey. Okay. <laughs> a while ago. I'm, I'm happy like, for right that. Right after you muted me. I was like, can't <laughs> I, should put never, me I shouldn't have told you that I muted you. But um, yes, we are joined by a writer, podcaster, cover artist, overall kick ass designer. Darla Hutchton, who we've known for, for years and very happy to uh, have on the show. Starla uh, did uh, the uh, Living NaNoWriMo uh, series with me a couple couple NaNoWriMo's ago where we sat around, uh, did little updates on how we were doing and that sort of thing. And, of course, she went on to actually finish uh, <laughs> finish her her novel. And did you did you uh, did you do NaNoWriMo this past year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought you had, I thought you did yep. again. So I, I finished. I actually finished the third evolution book for NaNoWriMo and started another project. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, I uh, I did PG Nano this, this past year too. It was the first time in a while, and I, but it was it was fun. I was very cool. Nano is kind right of a cool on. thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, did we? Did, were, was our show our two-person show last week or two weeks ago? Two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, uh, I guess so, so. Christiana had our we had our <laughs> two-hour conversation, uh, yeah. which we just released the audio of. If you listen to the audio version of this, and um, uh, and so it's been almost a month since uh, Viv and Chooch uh, were mm-hmm. on. So how are you guys doing? Viv, how are you? Doing good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing well. Very good. Chooch, how's everything? Uh, I'm doing very well. The uh, Similar to NaNoWriMo, there's a musician challenge called the RPM Challenge, which is to record an album in a month. It has to be 10 mm-hmm. songs or 30 minutes, I think. It has to be all original. And I took that on for the first time this year and failed. But... Ah. I still got some cool songs and on the way to an album. So, you know, so good. (laughs) It was a crazy month. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, uh, anybody joining us for the first time, uh, consumption is a show where we talk about all sorts of media, usually uh, uh, speculative fiction focused, but uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of non Beck fix stuff. Like I'm sure we will talk about uh, true detective. Um, non-spoilery talk if there is something in particular that we find we want to uh talk in spoiler terms we will uh talk about that at the end after we you know, give a lot of warning and all that stuff. um but we'll talk about uh 
talk with Starla about what she's doing and what also what she's uh, been watching. Uh, if you are watching live, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can make <laughs> comments there. If you're watching on our Google event page, there's a Q&A app. Uh, you can ask questions there, and we'll try to get to them as we uh, as we go through the show. Um, so, Chooch. Yes. I know you had some video game stuff to talk about. Let's just jump into video games, because I know we had a lot of that both uh, you and Christiana and I had some things to mm-hmm. to talk about. So, uh, what 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 do you want to jump in and talk about first? Um, video games, video games. <laughs> I'm trying to remember now. I had some um, older had, stuff and some newer stuff. You had Guacamelee. I know. You oh, right. That. Yeah. So, um, I think pretty much everybody knows what the Humble Bundles are. Mm-hmm. You go to humblebundle.com and. It's where you get this bundle of stuff and you pay what you want to get the stuff. And if you happen to pay over what the average is, you get a bunch of extra stuff. So this particular bundle ended up being like like nine different games that were all uh, PC, Mac, or Linux through Steam. I think one of them was Windows only, but most of them were multi-platform uh, through Steam. And so, yeah, it was this great bundle. One was Guacamelee, which was this crazy side-scrolling very cartoony side-scrolling game where you are a a wannabe luchador and this evil befalls the village and you find a mask and now you are a luchador and and so it's just really goofy and smash and bash and really simple controls a lot of fun the uh, interesting thing is I found an article. I remembered, oh, hey, you, you're supposed to be able to use your game controllers with PCs now. So I was able to use my PS3 controller through the laptop, connect mm-hmm. the laptop HDMI to the TV, and then boom, now we're playing, you know, uh, multiplayer gamepad games. And that particular game is, works really well with the gamepad. Yeah, that one's good with the gamepad. I, I played it on the PS3. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't quite finish it because... Um, there's all these little side challenges you can do. Mm-hmm. And there's one that's really, really hard. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's meant to be like, like of all of the little side challenges other than the main game, it's supposed to be like the hardest one. Mm-hmm. And I somehow, I like, I just got obsessed with trying to beat that thing. Right. And I wasn't able to do it. And so I kind of got frustrated and I haven't gone back <laughs> to it, which was kind of dumb given that it was really just this side thing. And so I never actually finished the story mode. <laughs> either because i kind of just got stuck hung up on that thing yeah i had but started it's, it's, in it's great though i definitely want to go back it's a fun super fun game i had started in really slow because i was punching every barrel and opening every door <laughs> you know and i was like this isn't like just the gist of the game it's like it's more you know run and go and punch and ask questions later so it's definitely oh, yeah. more fun if you play it a little more chaotic well, it, and it, it's super funny. Um, it's got great cartoony look to it. Mm-hmm. It's um, and just controls really well. It's it's a great um, Metroidvania sort of game. Yeah. Um, in that you kind of have this this it's two D, but sort of this open area that you can explore. But there's different um, regions that you can only access once you've unlocked certain abilities. And so you, you kind of backtrack and you discover, Oh, Hey, look, I can go through this, this spot now. Cause I can punch through that wall. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, jump, jump over to Monaco, uh, another 
old, not older game. Like it's been out less than a year, but uh, yeah, it was another one that was in that bundle. And yeah. <clears throat> Viv actually played that with me for a bit. And that's another one yeah. that's really good with like the PS3 controllers. Yeah, yeah. So and, the bright colors don't throw you off, Viv. Uh, flashing lights. And it, I mean, it. I can can't play it. Crazy. It's like anything else. I can play for a little while. And then, depending on how much chaos is on the screen and the vo- the noise interaction, uh, interacting with it, but that one was okay for a little while. Cool. It was fun. Yeah, the the, <clears throat> the maps kind of laid out like blueprints because you're yeah, basically yeah. every everything is a heist. So it's a prison break, mm-hmm. and then you're breaking into a bank, and then it's the getaway. So each of your characters have different abilities. One can see the uh, the guards through walls and stuff. Right. You know, one can uh, tunnel through walls. One's really good at opening locks. Mm-hmm. And uh, one is a sneaky hobbits burglar. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's got a fun <laughs> AI and it's, it's a little quirky. And of course it well, had an old school feel to it. Mm-hmm. I think that I, that was fun. Mm-hmm. So our um, kind of love of, of heists and stuff is fun to be able to be in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so were you able to do that together or were you just mm-hmm. taking turns? Yeah, yeah, we played together. Okay. He did it through the laptop with the PS3 controllers. And okay. you can do it, um, I think, locally up to four players. And you can play, I haven't done it yet, but you can do internet play. Yeah, you, I, I played online just a little bit. Um, it, it, you, I think you'd only want to do it with someone you know. Mm-hmm. And this was Monaco, right? Church? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there has to be uh, communication with that one. Uh, yeah, definitely. Once, once, once you get discovered, it's just a free-for-all hectic <laughs> <laughs> run around as fast as you can and try to escape type thing. Yeah, you have a carefully coordinated teamwork plan for your heist, and then an alarm goes off, and it's everyone for yeah. themselves. <laughs> yeah, scatter like, yeah, exactly. Scatter yeah. into the dark. Sure, that dog got you, dude. I had to stay in this bush. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking she of, totally watched me die a time or two. Speaking <laughs> of heists, segue, uh, I've been playing Thief, uh, which was just released. Uh, the, I guess, reboot of one of my favorite, Thief 2, which was like, I don't know, 2004 or something. 2000, I don't know when it was. It was one of my favorite uh, favorite video games, computer games, PC game. And uh, uh, they just released the, the new next gen version of thief on the although they have uh uh the past gen xbox 360 and uh ps3 versions released as well uh but i got it on ps4 and um it's a lot of fun it it's definitely scratches the itch of you know hiding and sneaking around and pickpocketing and breaking into uh uh, castles and you know finding all the clues that you need to figure out how to break in into the safes and all that stuff and you're not uh, you're very underpowered when it comes to to what you can do you can't you know once you're discovered you are um, you know you, you can run away but you you can't really you can take on one guy but if like there's three <coughs> guards you, you pretty much gotta just r- try to run away or as most people do is that I, and I do because I'm trying to get through the levels without alerting anybody. It's, it's basically, you know, reload your last save so you can try Mm -hmm. to, you know, get through without uh, being detected at all. Um, But 
Um, it's not getting the best reviews, but I'm definitely enjoying it. It's, um, you know, story-wise, it's not great. Uh, not that there's a lot of great stories in these types of games, but, um, you know, the story's good enough that you, you know, want to know, uh, this game starts where you are breaking into this, uh, house and you have this companion that's helping you and, and, something happens, bad happens, and you at least assume at this point that she is killed, and then you wake up a year later not knowing what's happened, so you, Shoot, you know, the you game is trying to, trying to figure that out, um, and uh, I'm probably about six hours in, and I'm enjoying it very much, so I'll definitely keep that up. That was going to be my first uh, stream uh, Twitch streaming game, but I think uh, Christiana, Christiana and I have decided we're going to try to uh, Try to do uh, the new PlayStation Plus free game, uh, mm-hmm. Dead Nation. We we're gonna yeah. try to try to do that. Well, that does, oh, stream sorry, it. dropping stuff. Uh, that do, that doesn't <laughs> mean. Sorry about that. So, um, um, Welcome to was, our show, Starla. <laughs> uh, we we'll actually have some video game stuff, sort of too. We're pros. Oh, cool. yes, <laughs> definitely gonna get to you. Well, all I was gonna say is the fact that we might try to stream Dead Nation doesn't mean you have to like wait. Until then, and not try any other streaming games. Still, oh, no. so you can still do a stream of Thief if you want to. I, I probably will try <laughs> to do some of that, but that's that's a time commitment, and I'm trying to figure out a good good time to actually do that and not disturb people that are sleeping. And since you want to sort of do commentary and that sort of thing while you're while you're playing, so we'll we'll figure that out. So, Starla, welcome to our game. <laughs> Well, I don't play a ton of video games, and when when I do, I tend to like um, the, the old King's Quest games. You know, the they're Sweet. story and puzzle based, right? I don't I don't really I'm not much of a my my hand eye coordination basically sucks, so <laughs> so I'm not great at these other games. But uh, so when I do play video games, like usually it'll be in between writing books, I'll just like mainline media of some kind, and. Uh, a couple months ago, maybe it was a few weeks ago, I don't remember, all bleeds together. But uh, I went on a video game binge, mostly on iPad, but I got a few for the Mac. And uh, one of the ones I did, uh, I got a Humble Bundle, I think, of uh, Gone Home and Dear Aster. Mm. And oh, then yeah. I also went and got The Room and uh, one called Lily, which was really super cute in anime style and... And uh, required a little more interaction on my part, but uh, got through it. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I just I, I sort of obsessively play these games until I beat them. And <laughs> and yeah, Dear Esther is one. It, it took me a little while to figure out what the heck was going on, but um, eventually, by the time you get to the end, you get the story and you kind of see what's going on. But uh, it's beautifully rendered. Um, yeah, and it's just these. You're you're basically walking through this island, and you have to get to a certain place on the island. And uh, so there's these journal entries that kind of narrate your progress as you go, and and uh, a little little strange and kind of very dreamlike, but um, I I genuinely I enjoyed that one. Um, going home or gone home was a quick play, and I wasn't sure if I should be expecting like suspense or if like things were gonna jump out at me or whatever. But it wasn't <laughs> like that at all. It actually turned out to be a very sweet story. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I kind of mainlined about four video games in about two days. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know 100% if it's on um, 
on Mac, but I, I got it on Steam. Uh, Broken Age is the new the new one done by Tim Schafer, who did a lot of the the old ones like um, uh, Day of the Tentacle and Grim Fandango and stuff like that. And so it's a new one of that same kind of game, and it's really good. Well, I saw. I'm actually. I'm tempted to go and buy Mist for the iPad because <laughs> that was one of my favorites. And yeah, yeah. Uh, did you enjoy the room? The room. I did. I actually. I I played it all the way through, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm actually hoping they get the second one out. I don't think it's out yet, but it, like yeah, I said, coming December of 2013, and it is on. It's on iOS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm gonna have to go get that one because uh, the last time I checked, it wasn't out yet. So, yeah. yay! Very I like good. puzzle games. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we did want to move over to uh, something Christiana started, and I've watched at least two hours of just gameplay, which is um, the South Park game. So, uh, <laughs> You've watched two you hours of just gameplay. That? Why yeah. would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I just got sucked in and it was awesome. So, <laughs> well, the the only thing I I the only caveat I would say is while, while the game I'm I'm I've only I'm only a little bit into it. So you've probably seen more of it than I have. But um I like it a lot so far, but the the only thing is it seems like a lot of it is the jokes, which if you watch the gameplay Without playing it, you, you're going to hear the jokes. And so when you play, you're just going to have to sit through those same jokes again. Yeah. But, but it's, I mean, it's, they're it's funny. Wrapped but... in a, it's, wrapped in a, it's wrapped in a good RPG, at least so yeah, far. So yeah. it's, uh, mm-hmm. it looks good. So. Yeah. So I'm only a little bit into it, but I, I am definitely liking it so far. I, I am a fan of South Park. And uh, this, especially when I, I have it on my TV, I got the PC version, but I cannot put my PC to, to my TV. Um, and I'm sitting there with a gamepad, and I and I it it looks like an episode of the show. Yeah, and it really it really does. And so you know, if I just kind of put the controller down for a second, I you could almost say it's like, oh, this episode seems slow, like nothing's happening. Oh yeah, I'm supposed <laughs> to actually walk this kid around. Right. And uh, and you know, I'm still early on, but uh, it it's definitely making fun of a lot of um, uh, tropes. Um, video game things to like, cause the whole premise is that you're a new kid moving into town and all the kids in town are playing this, their elaborate fantasy game uh, with wizards and elves and knights and everything. But uh, so like you're, you're, you've just met Cartman and you're, he's taking you to the backyard where their headquarters is and, and Cartman's mom is sitting on the couch and you can kind of walk up to her and start to talk to her. And Cartman just kind of goes, don't talk to her. She's not part of the game. and uh um and then when you uh you know you go talk to him and he says now it's time new kid for you you to tell us your name and uh and it has a little a box pops up and you can type your name in there um and then he says you've entered douchebag is that correct (laughs) and and it'll say like yes or no and even if you click no it's like yep sounds like douchebag all right (laughs) okay douchebag Um, and, and so it's, it's got a lot of they know their audience. Fun little takes on, yeah. on, on all this stuff. And then like when you get your combat tutorial, um, you know, Cartman <laughs> is trying to tell you how to, uh, how to do the fighting. And so it, 
So he calls Clyde over, who's like one of his allies, but uh, says, okay, so uh, to practice combat, you're going to uh, beat up Clyde. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? <laughs> said, you will obey your king, Clyde. And uh, th- so then Clyde starts like, oh, I'm going to kick your butt. And then Cartman's like, no, you have to wait your turn. Why? Because that's how they did it in the olden times. <laughs> and so it's a turn-based combat, but it's it, it's like they're they're playing that. Like that's the rules of the game is right. that they have to take turns. <laughs> we saw, was it, is it Commander Chaos? Captain Chaos? What's uh, Butters, Professor Chaos. Professor Chaos. I couldn't remember. Yeah, Butters is alter ego. Alt. Oh yeah. my god, it looks so fun. The gameplay <laughs> is is something I'll be able to handle easily, and it just, it, like you said, it gives a little nod to gamers and mm-hmm. like their mindset of stuff. It just looks really fun and cute. Yeah, can't wait to try it. <laughs> I can't wait to have some more time with it because it just, you know, it only came out just yesterday. Right. And and I've had. I have this tonight and I had a different podcast um, last night that I was recording for. So I really only had about an hour total of game time so far. Mm. Um, And as expected, this game is full of inside jokes. Um, And if you're like me and you've, you know, I watched probably the first five or six seasons religiously, but then, you know, the last 10 years I've only seen, you know, a handful. Um, Game Informer has a I know Game Informer has an article uh, we'll put the link up uh, in the show notes that um, uh, to a link to five episodes you should sort of core episodes to watch before playing this game if you want to at least catch all the a lot of the jokes um, and uh, you know starting with like the the very first episode which if anybody recalls is the one where Cartman gets. Uh, Abducted by aliens and uh, has the anal probe. Why has everything today involved things going into and into out, out of, of my ass? <laughs> That's the quote I remember from, what did we say, 15 years ago in the first episode? Yeah, 97. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh my. 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of, of LARPing, um, there there's a movie that uh, is out on on demand that I know Starla uh, <laughs> Starla has seen and that we've we've talked about on this show just when we first the the trailer first came out a year ago or whenever it was where it was like uh, two years ago it took forever yeah, yeah. so uh, Knights of Badastum um, yeah. so Starla what'd you think of it. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it was horrible, Sweet. but it was like that yeah. great kind of horrible. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. It, uh, oh man. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much because I watched it and there's like this one part that I was just completely like, they, they did what? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> but, yeah, I had just, a calendar event reminder and I still haven't seen it. Well, um, yeah. So, so but it's uh, worth it. My my husband got it off of iTunes, mm-hmm. and we watched it that way, and yeah, it's just so well worth. I, I well, I would have loved to have been able to go to the theaters and see this, but you know that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it was it was worth the wait, and and very very entertaining. Definitely not high class movie, <laughs> but it's not intended to be, and uh, they 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 played to their audience and. Um, it, it was nice to see, like, I, I hope nobody gets offended by this because it was, it was intended to be, you know, 
this is how you laugh at yourself. <laughs> because it, it's basically, I mean, my, my husband and I know so many people that do LARPing and, and you know, the, the Renaissance fairs, and it pokes fun at all of that, but in a very brilliant way. And, and uh, yeah, it just, <laughs> it's basically 90 minutes of me laughing was <laughs> it's great. Very good. Um, yeah, I've been. Uh, it's been on Amazon uh, Instant Video for a while, but just you had to buy it. They haven't had the rental version, so I've been waiting for that before uh, watching it. But um, yeah, definitely looking looking to see that as soon as possible. Um, Viv, you had a a mobile game that you wanted to talk about. Space team, yes, space <laughs> team that are are we all know Jet, Mistress Jet on Twitter, uh, Jet Michelle. She showed us a game when we were out there last, and Chooch and I had talked about it, <clears throat> possibly running a demo of it, but we haven't tested it yet, so maybe we'll do that next time. <laughs> but it's just basically this game. You have to either be on um, a shared Wi-Fi or someone if someone sets up a Bluetooth. Point and then other people can join it, right? Chooch, isn't that right? If it's if it's Bluetooth, it's um, it can only be like iPhones and iPhones or Android and Android, right? But if you can on Wi-Fi, you can mix your devices, right? Right? Uh, Right? And so it's just this app. It's called Space Team, and it is available for iDevices and for uh, and for Android. And we were able to play. Jet was on her iDevice, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and so our two androids and hers on the shared Wi-Fi, we were all able to play together. It's um, it's it's a multiplayer. It's cooperative. So basically, you have. We were sitting in the same room, and that's the only way Chooch and I've tried to do it is just sitting across from each other when <laughs> or when we were there with Jet. And so you you pull up the screen, and it gives you instructions, and everybody gets different instructions, and they have different um, things that they click or turn or dial to a certain number, and so you're trying to convey to the rest of the team these things that need to happen and they're trying at the same time they're they're saying things that they're getting on their screens it's super super um frantic it's very chaotic it's super quick start and it was uh really a lot of fun you do need to be within hearing range and on either again the shared wi-fi or on the bluetooth access point mm-hmm. and um it was a lot it really, it's a lot of fun. It's, again, pretty chaotic. I didn't realize right away, I was a little tipsy, and I didn't realize right away what the game was going to be expecting. And I don't know, Chooch, how were you? Was that <laughs> with you the same, or did you really know what we were getting into with that when we started? I, I knew what we were getting into a little okay. bit, but... <laughs> you know I me, mean? I'm just sitting there going, wait, yeah. what the hell? Alarms <laughs> are going off, lights are flashing. It is crazy fun. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I've I've heard of it, but haven't had the opportunity so, to... Honey, play. we are going to <laughs> promise. It you is so see. fun. Uh, oh, it's just reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oops. no, it's a lot of fun, though, so big ups to Jet for that game. Um... And um, what was, um, was there another app game, honey, that, or was that the only one? I don't think we should do a demo right now. I think we should make sure that we can. <laughs> like, that's what the screen looks like. Yeah. There's a toggle control. There's push buttons. There's and a the, slider see, the screen with different bar numbers. Is a timer. This timer is counting down. And until someone 
makes that happen, then it yeah. starts to fall apart. Enable loop buckle, right. set gliding hook to two. <laughs> so funny. Because you're all like shouting gibberish. Activate Unishoo. To gibberish. It's just so fun. It's crazy fun. So it's, it's not put up the shields. It's, it's know, they're all, all made up things. Random words. I'm just thinking it's not an ideally designed uh, <laughs> user interface uh, to have the uh, notifications for action not appear on yeah. the console of the person who needs to perform right. the action. Yeah. And, but, and uh, I, I think if we had been more tipsy, and, it would have been more hilarious, but I don't know that it would have, I think we, it would have been like a 10 second great, game. Pieces start falling off of the console. So yeah, yeah. then you can't use them anymore. And kind of like, like a bunch of uh, time Lords flying a TARDIS. <laughs> If I just see this, I mean, you 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 know my kids, so I could yeah. just see. I thought of I, you. I, I see the the two oldest getting, uh-huh. especially the oldest, <laughs> getting a little violent about yeah. this one. Yes. <laughs> I don't recommend Minion 3.0 joining in right away. We gotta let one and two kind of sort out the way it rolls a little gently, and you know, she's already bossy. You know, <laughs> she's not bossy. She has a way she likes things done. I told you <laughs> to set the ion through. thrusters to four. 14.7. What part of that didn't you understand? She has mastered the tween. Almost oh, is she almost Lord. a teen? Are you close? Well, she'll she'll be 12 in April. Okay, so she's got the tween to down cold. And she got the attitude Starla. of a 16 year old. So. Remember? Well, yeah. Okay, so obviously Starla is a personal friend, of course, in, in addition to being an author. But we we hang out with their family from time to time, and it's. Her kids are amazing. And so that's why I was really excited when she started writing this superhero series. Not only are they fun to like hang out and play with with their kids or just her and her husband, Scott, but when she started writing the superhero series that we're talking about that she's releasing, it made total sense. I mean, the last time we were there, everybody was wearing some sort of superhero something or another. <laughs> she and Minion 3.0 were wearing capes and running around the house. I mean... <laughs> And this has been like how it's always been with them, you know, so like it made total sense so that when she thought of the superhero series idea that, I mean, you did, Starla, you were writing at like a breakneck pace. Yeah, three books in four months. Yeah, you were Mm -hmm. obsessed with it. And it was like, well, of course, it makes total sense Starla would write a series about superheroes. So it was just like one of those things. It's like space team. It's like, it fits, you know, I think the kids will like it once the girls kind of bring it down a notch. (laughs) Let me know when that happens. But it all... (laughs) Just let them play the game a couple times, establish the alpha female dominance, and then wade in there, I guess. <laughs> you know, they're just they're so clever. They'll pick up on it really fast. It'll, I'm be, sure. fun. It'll be good times. They're good girls. We're going to jump over and talk to Darla about her book, but I did want to have – there was one more thing I wanted to talk about, which is um, since most of us are, are have done voice work in the past, um, there is um, – Bioware, uh, Christiana and I's favorite video yeah. game producer, <laughs> um, is holding a contest for uh, Dragon Age 3, Dragon Age being Christiana's favorite game of the last few years. Uh, but they are holding a oh, contest man. where they have uh, two short scripts, and you can record your voice and, and put it up on YouTube, and they're going to uh, basically pick two people or one person to come out to one of their offices to uh, record audio as a character in their next uh, video game. So uh, I know that Christiana, Christiana and I are planning on, uh, oh, on man. doing that. I, so. uh, the only thing that I, I, I haven't done it yet, partly just because I'm 
feel like I'm stuck trying to psychoanalyze which of the two scripts I ought to do. Just do them both, girl. <laughs> well, but the problem yeah. is I don't want to do them both and then find out that that's not a, that it's against the rules and it disqualifies me because I'm only supposed to do one. Yeah. It says pick one and do it. It, it does has. say that. Oh. It doesn't. It doesn't hmm. say you can't do both. Well, I think you should do this. But it does say pick one. I think you should do the Seneschal because I'm doing the villager. Oh, and then you can both be in it. (laughs) The Seneschal is the one that I was kind of leaning towards. I think that would Hmm. do better. I can do the the grumpy villager, sarcastic villager. (laughs) Frequently in your sleep. Grumpy? Me? Yeah. That's a mofo. Right, girls. Right, Chooch. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put we'll put the link up for that in case anybody's interested because uh, it looks like a lot of fun, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to going out and seeing what people do because I'm sure people will have some creative, uh, you know, alternative things that they're going to do to try to you know get get in the door, <laughs> so to speak. So, just because uh, we hadn't uh, said so earlier, Tim Dodge said hello in the Q and A app. Ah. Hi, Tim. I, I that was a while back, but I just <laughs> we hadn't said anything, so very good. So <laughs> I can't figure out how to type. Hi, Tim. I would have said hi ten minutes ago, but I'm oh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> Tim, who owes me a drink at Balticon because Virginia beat Syracuse at basketball last week. Oh, <laughs> so something hmm. boozy, yawn, Tim Balticon. Yes, drink, but. Starla, so yes. tell me about Candace Bristol. <laughs> Candace Bristol is the heroine of uh, the Evolution series, um, first book, as we have said multiple times. <laughs> goes live tomorrow in ebook format. I'm actually uh, uploading that to uh, uh, Amazon right after I wrap up here. The print version is available, or has been for like a week now um to order uh it is i've built it as a new adult superhero romance that is the cover and uh i say new adult because it is definitely not ya but how new adult is sort of defined is by um it's that 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 period of time between when you're just not a kid anymore to when you're not fully adult anymore. So, uh, it's it's her experiences in learning how to be an adult um, as well as how to be a superhero because this is an origin story. Um, and I know Christiana has begun reading it. Yep. Uh, I'm about uh, 10 chapters in, which I think is about a third of the way through. Um, uh, I, yeah, almost halfway, actually. But yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm digging it so far though. And, um, new adult is like, it's the perfect descriptor and it's, it's a thing where I'm thinking, I can't believe that I've never heard that phrase before because it's so perfect for describing a real thing that I can't think of any other similarly easy to say phrase (laughs) for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it, it, it has some aspects that are similar to YA, except that it's not YA because we are talking about people who are, you know, adults. They are, you know, over 18 and able to do all of the things that that, that implies. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, having that 
period of time though where you're kind of only now for the first time having to do actual adult things and have adult responsibilities as opposed to the you know we call it young adult but you know most young adults don't really have very many adult responsibilities so um that period of time is is a cool setting that i feel like we don't see as many stories that in that period and i don't know why well in the evolution series it's a very young new adult voice that's because candace is just like i, th I think the series she's two months out of high school when it starts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's still very much in a kind of teenager mindset, but she's being she's becoming an adult now. She is in the adult world. And, yeah, so, so she's not only challenged by um, having to figure out how she fits into the world as an adult, but now she has to figure out how she fits into the world as a superhero as well. And it's something that she's wanted... Um, since she was about 14 years old. And she, uh, I mean, she's a, she's a comic book geek, uh, loves this stuff to begin with. And then when she's 14, she goes and she sees these uh, superheroes um, at, at a, when the, when the program, the Angel Project first launches. And there's an attack on the uh, event that she's at. And she's rescued by two of the members of the Angel Project. So this becomes her goal now in life is to become an actual real superhero. Um, clearly, she she makes it, and she is accepted into the program, and uh, so that's where the majority of the story happens. Like the first chapter is her um, life pre superheroism, <laughs> and then after that, it's uh, everything that that comes once she's accepted into the program and the people that she meets, the relationships she develops, the powers she develops. Um, in Candace's case, if you notice the cover, it is it looks like water because uh, Candace has a what is it? Christopher Morris uh, actually coined the term, and I well he didn't coin the term, but um, it's not one that I personally used before you know he or he used it. It's a hydrokinesis. She controls water, um, so it's a lot more powerful than you would uh, probably think. It's like oh powerful water what 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 good can mm -hmm. that do and it's actually a lot can be a lot more destructive um once uh, i started Bulbasaur. thinking about it <laughs> well, once i started <laughs> thinking about it and and exploring <laughs> the, this idea is like wow that could be really really super devastating and yeah. so this is something else that she has to uh kind of uh, come to grips with um this this you know with great power comes great responsibility type thing um so it's a that's a huge huge challenge for her as well no. I'm digging it so far. Yeah, it's, I read the first chapter. Uh, I didn't get very far, so <laughs> I wasn't saying anything, but yeah, I liked so far. <laughs> well, if folks are curious about it, I did post the prologue, um, the entire prologue for the, which is the scene where um, she first comes into contact with her superheroes. Um, that is on my blog and also for the cover reveal um, for Evolution Angel, which was February 6th. Uh, a lot of the websites that hosted the cover reveal also posted the prologue as well. So it's out there if people just want that tiny little sample to kind of see what the voice is like and how the story will flow. You can check it out that way. So you seem to be fixated on the six. So what else you got going on on the, on the sixes? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, you got M March 6th. That's an important day. Oh, these, oh the, yeah. These are my... Uh, That's Super your birthday. Six. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you yeah, have... My, my, this is, this is my Boris. Super 6s this year. So I did February 6th was the cover reveal. March 6th was uh, is uh, 
going to be the drop date for book one. Um, I think about, I'm not going to do a huge cover reveal for the other books in the series, but um, I will reveal the cover for the second one, April 6th. May 6th will be book two will drop. Um, the cover for book three will be revealed on June 6th. And then July 6th, the last book in the story arc um, will be live on July 6th. So <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought in the middle there. <laughs> well, we're very excited and happy for you to, to be doing this because, hell, three books in four months. Yeah, that's, that's craziness. But, She's uh, a wild woman. <laughs> it, it, it was nuts. I mean, I've never ever written anything at such a breakneck pace in my entire life. Uh, and and yeah, this idea just hit me, and and uh, yeah, just kind of it was all I could do to keep up with it. Yeah. Well, I have not started this one yet, <clears throat> but Starla, as you know, I am a huge fan of your first. I think it was your first. <laughs> Dreamer's Thread, right? Yes. That was your very first? Very and first book. It's one of the favorite discoveries that I've made through podcasting, and and it's a really fantastic book, which is one of the reasons I was so excited that you were going to come on here anyways, because I'm still a fan. <laughs> we're friends and all, but I'm still a fan. And so I was, I'm just, again, really glad that you got bit by the superhero writing bug, because it was just like, duh. <laughs> Other than writing about Doctor Who, <laughs> I really know superheroes. Hmm. Yeah, so it, yeah it's, it. it's it's funny because it's not something that I would have ever um, thought that I would write. Like the mm -hmm. minute I say never will I ever is the minute I get an idea for something. And I, I was never really drawn to writing anything like superhero-ish. Like I just didn't, maybe it was just that I just didn't have the right idea because I've always loved the movies. I read comic books when I was younger. You know, I, I, I just love superhero stuff. So it, it just never had occurred to me to even try to write a superhero book before. Um, and then, yeah, just the right idea comes along and there you go. Very Boom, cool. Superhero books. We have uh, another question in the Q&A from Steve Pritchard. Mm -hmm. um, saying, hi, kids. Starla, would you consider Maven to be in the new adult vein? I like the term as what kids progressing beyond YA would be interested in reading. Loved that series and really looking forward to this new series, too. Oh, well, thank awesome. you. Um, I did originally consider uh, the um, Endure series uh, to be new adult. Um, and that's Maven, Nemesis, and Progeny. There is a fourth book eventually coming. I'm not going to talk about that one, <laughs> but um, I do consider that new adult. Uh, it's it's slightly different than uh, what new adult normally is because um, the the main characters from that series are pro <laughs> prodigies, is what I'm trying to say. So they've been working in their particular fields of expertise for years long before most. Um, most people would be. So by the time, uh, you know, she's, you know, 18, 19, she's already graduated from college and is, and is working as a, let's see, uh, marine biochemist is uh, Lydia's job. And then Daniel is a computer, computer guy. Um, so they've been doing that, that for years already. Um, but what m makes it really more new adult is that neither of them really have been living as adults. Uh, Daniel kind of, kind of floats along um, with whatever's easy. 
and Lydia is a little on the, uh, hasn't quite developed the social skills yet because when she was mm -hmm. younger, you know, she, she was always constantly surrounded by uh, people that are much, much older than her. So her peers <laughs> intellectually are not uh, her peers in age. Uh, so there's, there's a little bit of a learning curve for both of them. Um, which I think put, would put it in the new adult category. I believe they are 21 and 22 uh, in that book, which is in that series. So uh, that also sort of qualifies it as well, though it's not typical new adult at all. A lot of the new adult that's out there is contemporary romance. Um, <laughs> that's what always hits the New York Times bestseller list and everything, and that's not really what I write. Um, that's because you write erotica. No. I do not. <laughs> not publicly, young adult, PG. And then there's new adult. No. God, you write a story one time. One time. <laughs> no. no. So they, they, are, they are romance. You said new adult, and the first thing that popped in my head was Veronica Mars, because I'm in my first yeah. watching of that in the season three. and they, they, mm -hmm. she Although she's still there. in high school season one. I know, yeah. but... Yeah, yeah so but the way those those her. kids act, it seems like they're <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. in college from from day one of well, that because show. Because they seems... kind of they probably well, were. Veronica, to be sure, is <laughs> sure. Uh, is mature for her age. Yes, but um, one thing. Uh, well, again, we wish you the best of luck with your release, and uh, you know, looking forward to uh, you doing a big blog tour and doing things like that for this. Uh, any other types of things you were? Uh, there's a blog um, tour going on March 10th through 23rd, and I'm having a very large giveaway. I have three prize packs. They're all superhero themed, so there's going to be like movies and you know back a backpack and and figurines and and like a caped Wonder Woman mug and just like all sorts of really <laughs> awesome great stuff. Um, I have pictures of that. Um, all the the giveaways that I'm doing, um, the prize packs, they're up on my blog, and that is in the lower third here. Um, you see uh, StarlaHutchinson.com. You can find all that stuff, um, and then the the schedule will go up in a few days for the blog tour, and that so that starts on Monday. So, yay! Awesome. And you and they can find link. People can find all of your offerings at on your Amazon author page, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Um, some of my written work is audio only. Um, a few of the uh, <laughs> the uh, erotica a la carte story that I did. <laughs> Um, <laughs> All it takes, baby. <laughs> and there's a short story I did for the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences. Um, it was a Parsec finalist. Um, and then a piece I did for um, Alex White's uh, The Gearheart uh, World, so, which was also a Parsec finalist. <laughs> hmm. I sense a theme. You might be kind of good. <laughs> Well, I I jumping back over because I forgot to uh, oh yeah to pull this up when we were talking oh, about yeah. space team uh, there was a uh, that's the ad game I was talking about with Chooch. so <laughs> space team go crank the ultra shaft charge bindle wordle yep flash the fucking hyperscript flash it it's not gonna flash itself God. <laughs> and this I happens in every game. Screw. Every it, time. It's flashed. <laughs> well, the comedy is, you know, people flash it, flash the screw, you rancid fucking cunts. Oh, wait, that's on mine. I flashed the screw. It's flashed. It's flashed. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. But, 
Yeah. Most of the commands are for your other teammates, but every once in a while, one is for you. And so you're shouting it, and it's not getting done, and the timer is going down, and you're like, "Oh, that's mine." Sorry. And that's when it starts to <laughs> that's when it starts to fall off. So fun. Yeah, how old is that um that web comic, honey? I know it's a Penny Arcade, but how old was it? Last year, two thousand twelve. We are we still would have we we we're so late for the party. Well, we they only launched the Android version like four months ago. Oh, I love it. I'm having that was fun. It's like every once in a while. I wish we'd played it today, but we were having too much fun with doing other stuff. But yeah. Uh, so Chooch, uh, I know you guys have played at least one board game lately, or mm, mm-hmm. so. What's uh, what y'all been doing? We were talking. Uh, we we're going to talk about Castle Panic. Muted Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the box. You had it. I gave it. You had it. I had the box. (laughs) Somewhere over here. But yeah, it's a really fun. It's a, it's another cooperative game. So you're all kind of playing against the board. Although there is a very, a variation you can play where one person plays the monsters and everybody is trying to protect a castle. So the center of the board is these castle towers and walls and you have these trolls and ogres and stuff, and they're coming in from the forest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, and I, then Dan Aris comes in with dragons and wipes them all out. Straighten up Holyfield. But so you get these, you know, you I'll get you. playing cards, and the playing cards are, you know, get, let you attack these monsters that are coming in. And the panic is that there's just kind of like these waves and waves and waves. It's like, in one way, it kind of feels like tower defense because you have things that can only damage certain other things, and these mm-hmm. these rings, concentric um, rings, closer towards yeah. the tower in the middle. And so, up to okay. six players, you can all like nobody's hiding their hands because you're all a team. And so, there's a moment where you can trade some cards back and forth, and they're marching in, and it's just the panic part is just they keep coming and. Until they finally they up. run out. And yeah, yeah. It's just so much fun. They, they smash through the walls and then they take yeah. down your towers. And it has a really cool uh, not mechanic, but kind of the way they keep track of things. Like this is, I don't know if it'll focus, but this is a troll. Stop and it. there's <laughs> numbers on the edges. And that's how many hit points the troll has. So whatever number is pointed towards the center of the board, since they're always marching in, that's their current hit point. You hit them once, and then they turn around to two, and then turn around to one, and then they're dead. Um, it's really fun. It's well, uh, it's it's cooperative, but it also has a um, a scoring way so that you can find a win uh, like a winning player on your team if it wins. If you defeat all of the monsters and you do all of the stuff then you can you can say we won and then of course chooch and i start counting up the hit points so that one he was holding yeah. up had three so right. that one would count as three if he had the Goblins last hit, only have one. yeah so if you have the last shot you get those points and i think you beat me by like three points and it was yeah. like i i was like feeling so competitive which isn't really often i was like damn it three oh but <laughs> it was just it was a real it was fun it had that pandemic aspect uh the game pandemic mm-hmm. where you you have a process and you're going through the steps and you have a routine figured out with your team and then they throw in an epidemic card and in this case it's like a, it's box a boss card fight yeah or a boulder or or something that wreaks terrible damage so as soon <laughs> as you're like okay 
we're going we're, we're to play one more round, then we're going to get ready to record tonight because we've played another game tonight. <laughs> and um, and so it's like we're doing good, and then all of a sudden, you know, we hit a, I think it was a troll mage or something like that, mm-hmm. which moves everybody in closer, which threw off all carefully back and forth trades and stuff. It, it's it's really fun. I think the game is like five years old, though. It's definitely Wasn't a, few, like it's a, a couple years old for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think I, when I when I looked it up on Board Game Geek, I think it was 2009, and I wasn't sure which edition we got. But mm-hmm. so a lot of folks are have already played it. It's but it is it's a lot of fun. It's quick start. I mean, yeah. the instructions are kind of intimidating because it's the big pages and it's like print and stuff. But it's really simple to play once you get going. And yeah, it was fun. It takes about an hour to play. Um, they recommend ages 10 and up, and from one to six players. So you can play it solo if you want. And like I said, there's a modified version where one person can control all the monsters, so you can can do it. I think that would be a fun thing to do at Balticon. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Another fun game um, that just keeps getting more fun is is Dixit, Mm -hmm. which we um, we played again with our friends. We had gotten them an expansion version, which had different cards than our version has. And, um, and we played through that with their, uh, is she 10 year, is she 10 Dooch? Isn't she like 10 this yeah. year? Yeah. Sonic boom. Um, and she picked up on the game really quick and we've only played with adults before. And I was really excited to see not only how quickly she picked it up, but how quickly she was charmed by it because it's, that's <laughs> the game with the little, we've talked about it before. It's got the tiles and the art, the artwork is, is really beautiful. and. So these were brand new cards to us too. It was a greedy gift, um, <laughs> but it was again a lot of fun. And they've already gone on and bought another expansion that's different from what we have. So one of these days we're gonna get put all of them together and just like have this master game. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. But um, and then uh, the the Avalon game, honey. Yeah. That one I super duper loved, and I want to play super duper lots more. It's a riff. Off. <laughs> it's an expansion or an alternate universe for the resistance. Yeah, it's like an alternate universe. It's the same basic game mechanics. It's um, a game of hidden roles. Each of you have a secret card that tells you what your character your is and if you're a good guy or a bad guy. And if you have like certain um, abilities, special abilities or that kind of right. thing. So nobody knows who each other are <clears throat> and with. Um, well, each am- team that break it down by parts, because there's the good guys and then there's the bad right. guys and then there's an assassin. So the resistance is more of like a, a modern day, you know, um, or I guess not modern day. It's futuristic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's more BSG. Fight the Empire. Yeah. Avalon is King Arthur's court. So you are trying to do quests for King Arthur and the evil minions of Mordred want the quests to fail and the good knights want the quest to succeed. One person is Merlin and he has a special ability where he knows who the bad, who the evil people are. But there's also on the bad guy side, there's an assassin who wants to kill Merlin. So Merlin doesn't want, anybody to know that he knows who they are right so Hmm. he has to carefully give hints but not give away who he is because even if good wins like so it's there's five missions and you know whoever wins three out of five wins takes the game but evil has one last chance at the end of the game if they lose the assassin can call out merlin and assassinate him 
and then Bam. evil triumphs. Wizard so, drop. The mechanics are really interesting. You know, you do one rant and, and the, I won't get into the mechanic, but it's like you do go on these missions. Everybody votes whether you do the mission or not. And then, you know, you figure out whether the missions fail or not. And just and the discussions, you know, who are you going to pick? Well, I went, well, I I think, I don't know. Are you, you I, and just trying to, yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot yeah, of it was. And I it's was one where you immediately want to play again. No matter what the outcome is, you immediately want to play again. It's it's like pandemic, but quicker play, a lot less stressful, and I really well, liked being a bad guy. It was really really <laughs> fun. I want to do it again. <laughs> the quicker play appeals to me because pandemic, although I respect it as a game, <laughs> every time I have ever played yeah. it, it starts becoming this thing where you're sitting there for 15 <laughs> minutes with people just arguing about what they're going to do discussing. and nobody's actually doing discussing. anything. We're discussing. We're yeah. discussing, Christiana. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I know. The times I know. that I've I did, played. I did a uh, roundup for uh, Game of Thrones for... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, I have no patience. <laughs> yeah, so I love it, but yeah, it is. It's an endurance. It's more of a marathon than a quick game. You, you, if you're gonna play to really beat the game for pandemic, you want to give yourself two hours. Well, I just sort of every time I played and it was stretching on and on like this, I kept wanting to feel like there needs to be an egg timer to make this more realistic because if we really spent this long deciding what to do, everyone would already be dead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And that's a good idea. We may, maybe we'll, we'll incorporate a rapid rule. fire, but we also have um, the expansion, which we've never really played with. And I think there's even a second expansion now. So we mm -hmm. have to find a group to play at, at Balticum. And I think I already have our core. I think I already have our group made up. But uh, I also the expansion <laughs> includes the mutation. Right. Well, yeah, on the brink, the bioterrorist. there's mutations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've, played, like, uh, I've played twice, once with the expansion, one without. Yeah. It's kind of like three expansions in one, really, because you can play it in, in different, in three different yeah, levels the, of the difficulty. different elements, and you don't need all of them. You can put just one or mm. another. And for instance, like, any so combination of them. Yeah. the new bioterrorist role we're told is only really fun if you have at least five people playing or, you know, ideally the bioterrorist is a sixth. So it's a tough game to get that big of a group that wants to yeah. dedicate that kind of time. So we've had it, we've got the expansion like two, three years ago and we've still not played it. And so I just, on principle, I'm not getting the second expansion if it exists <laughs> until it does, we've yeah. played all the aspects of this, of the first expansion. So yeah, I think the new one's called in the lab and then it has, and that's right. That is that's even newer modes one. to play. Yeah, but um, I Castle Panic was a lot of fun. It's I think got a wider age range of appeal. Should you have the games with you? I think you have the age like yeah. the younger age range. Yeah, Castle Panic's definitely at ten minutes. Yeah, and yeah. um, for Avalon Resistance, I I think it's a little bit older. I wouldn't like. I don't know if I would. I don't know. It depends on the kid. If the kid's yeah. a gamer, then they could pick it up really quickly. But um, there's there's some trust steps that are done like um the bad guys open their like everybody closes their eye at one point and then uh like chooch was walking us through it you the bad guys would open their eyes and acknowledge each other so you knew who the other bad person was but nobody else knew and then i think merlin knew yeah merlin and then everybody closes their eyes again the bad guys put their thumbs up and then merlin right. can look 
And yeah, so that's the bad right. guys mm. don't know who Merlin is, but he knows who the bad guys mm. are. Right. And nobody else knows who the bad guys. So that one has like if you've got like if you can have a group where you can be like, OK, nobody's going to fuck around with that and they'll just respect it and do it. Then it's you're going to be fine because that's really it, it's it's just really fun. And, and you see people's thought processes as they're trying mm. to identify who's Merlin, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, who am I trying to not win? And you hear people talking through it. And it's it's just really fun to see how people do their different deceptions. I yeah. really I liked it a lot more than I expected myself to. And then we haven't played those expansions either because it has nope. expansions where you've got Morgana who is the same as Merlin and right. they know who each other are. <laughs> She's the bad ass. And then there's one who knows people but or knows what I don't know. It gets even way more <laughs> yeah. twisted and complicated. Yeah. I don't know that we'll ever play those levels of difficulty that just seems too weird there's too many things to remember <laughs> but if anybody has anybody listening has a, an opinion please give us some feedback and which ones you think we'd like or or any other games because chooch and i are voraciously always looking for board games so we're open to suggestions all the time as, a, as an aside i'm i'm just amazed at our uh our geekery when it comes to uh, Google document. Uh, <laughs> Chooch, oh, Chooch? Chooch and Christiane and I are in the Google doc for this episode, just I'm color coding. And <laughs> I'm afraid oh, to touch a goddamn thing. <laughs> so Starla, what they're talking about is Chooch came up with this discussion document and it's a spreadsheet that we all share. And I'm like this, like I'm not touching a fucking thing. <laughs> and there's like colors and I'm like, mm. <laughs> So yay, Chooch, thank you for the organizational tool. Yeah. Believe it or not, Starla, we have been less organized. I think, she, I think she can she can believe that for sure. <laughs> yes, she can. Uh, so let's move on over to uh, television. Um, where do we want to go? Well, I think the what what is most uh, important to me anyway would be True Detective. Um, oh my God, so good. <laughs> we are reaching the end. Of the yes, last episode coming. is this weekend. Yeah. Right? Oh wow! It, it, weird. It's a, it's a seven episode season. Yeah, and I and then that's going to be the end of the story too. Is my understanding is that yes. the, like they they might do another season, but the new season will be a different story with different characters, not yes. a continuation of this one. Cool. And so. Um, this was a show we, when, when we last talked, when it was just PG and I, I, I mentioned that, uh, it was a show that I had started watching, but kind of had started watching it while doing something else and not really giving it my full attention. But I realized about like when episode five had just come out, I was realizing this show is too deep and complicated for me to watch it that way. Oh, honey. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. What, I, what I did is I actually went and I rewatched all of the episodes up to that point, giving it my full attention. And absolutely it was the right thing to do because yeah. there were so many things that I noticed when rewatching that I hadn't noticed. That's why we didn't get past through. episode one. We watched, I think we had episode one on the television at least twice. Yeah. But Anywhere from halfway to three quarters of the way through, we were doing other things, and somebody's wait, what happened? You know, we're both like puppy dog head tilt. What's going on? <laughs> this seems yeah. like that it's something so must have important must have been said. Yeah, we need yeah. to start over now. And I'll be honest, now that I know that it's seven episodes, I will try again. 
And also, since Matthew McConaughey has won an Oscar, I will give it another chance because he's oh. clearly all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he is very, very good in this show. Yes, I will yes. persevere. <laughs> Chooch is on a mission. Chooch actually is on a little mission on the whole Matthew McConaughey thing. So <laughs> I told him I had watched my one movie, my one Matthew McConaughey for the year, and he does not agree. He th- thinks that number is low, but we'll see. Did, did mud help? What? Did mud help? I love you. <laughs> We watched Mud, but that's not. I love you. No, it was, no, it was, you know, it was good. It was, wasn't that the one that was like the exaggerated McConaughey, which I can find no tolerance? I like, he hit all my. No, no, no. I I, I made her watch Dazed and Confused. (laughs) And that's where the infamous line comes from. I mean, that is the Scuzzball McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah, it was just And she was just like, This is everything I hate about him. I I know I know I'm like, we're setting the scale. This is down here. Uh, school girls. <laughs> and Dallas Buyers Club is supposed it. to be up here. So Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I know I'm I'm more I, te- I I'm giving We calibrated I'm, the scale. There's there's a back and forth here. I'm conceding. I will see it again. But days and confused, that was a mistake, honey. That, that was, was a flat out mistake. Do not ever a, again start yeah, at the bottom a, of the scale. Was, I, I can't say that it was a I mistake showing you. Enjoyed, that, enjoyed that movie either when I watched was, it in high school. It was just like, really? I'd never seen it before. I don't, I have, that was it's the like first on time my top it. 10 movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember so little about that movie because it's just so throwaway. It's like every teen yeah. movie. Yeah. I, I have to confess, I know I watched it at some point, but I really don't remember it. Exactly. And there's your movie. Mila it's, Jovovich. You know, it's, I mean, it was, I did laugh. It, yes. It's like the Mila Seinfeld Jovovich. of movies. Like, right, right. <laughs> but it, it literally, it ben is Affleck. the. Ben Affleck in his best role ever. God. Mall rats. <laughs> I could not have told you that he was even in that movie. He, he looked, just like Matthew it was McCarthy, that he memorable. Looks, he looks nothing like yeah. himself because no. he was about 30 pounds heavier yeah. than he ever was. But anyway. No, I mean, uh, it was dazed and confused. It's a terrible movie. Chooch, never start at the oh, bottom of stop, the scale. Stop talking, Viv. Stop talking. Stop talking, Viv. Stop talking, Viv. Stop talking, Viv. Stop talking, Viv. Stop so mean, you PG, guys. don't mute me. I will cut you. Oh, I, I got control. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christiana, for nice. muting PG. That's not All nice. Right, anyway. power. All right. Okay, we we are doing Aww. an audio podcast too, so so we will uh, disagree on uh, Days and Confused. You but, guys are both wrong. Uh, I agree yeah. with you. Maybe it's a I abstain. Stooges. I maybe don't remember it, it well. Maybe, yeah, maybe Three Stooges. Maybe a guy movie. That that is true. Although I I have brought people shown that to to people that have enjoyed it, but uh, or maybe they hey, want to watch a movie. Dating movie. me at the time. I don't know. No, that is not the one I told you. I want to suggest to Christiana as a hey, <laughs> watch a movie. Don't make me whip you down. Um, no, what Mike had actually suggested was RoboCop, the original, um, which I like that idea. But then also we kind of just didn't make it happen, and now it doesn't feel as timely as it did yeah. in you know a few weeks ago. 
I right. can't remember. Chich, what was the movie I mentioned? Uh, Steve Pritchard says, Yo, Affleck, you were the bomb in Phantom Menace, Joe. yo. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered what movie it was. It's Brothers Bloom because I'm obsessed with that movie. Oh. Oh, yeah, of course. What about Brothers? Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to watch yeah. a movie because, I mean, I have, like, lots of theories. And I really am obsessed <laughs> with that movie on, like, a very scary level. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. So we were talking about True Detective, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself. I don't know. I feel like other than just saying it's really good, I don't even know if I want to say anything else about it at this point. People just yeah, need to we don't want to talk about it. plot, but um, yeah, yeah I, I think it does one of the best jobs I've ever seen of a a show that has uh uh timelines you know different time periods that are being shown and they i think they handle that both storytelling wise mm-hmm. and just how they make the people and the environments and where you know things going on look because you you look at a show like that and we've talked about veronica mars where you know where you've got the the old cell phones and the technology and they've just got everything you know because the show starts like in 1995 or so and then goes mm-hmm. through uh present day and it's um uh, it's it's they they nail everything that they possibly could nail when it comes to uh, uh, to that sort of thing. So, but yeah, one episode left, and um, you know we'll see uh, see how uh, how they're gonna fit in everything in that last hour. Just from the you know thirty second, what's coming up on the last episode? It's like okay, how are they gonna fit all that in an hour? I always before? cover my eyes when those come on. <laughs> I like I don't even want to be spoiled. Yeah. I it was Showtime though that really trained me to do that because they have a really bad habit of um, having those little previews really, really give away stuff from the next episode and not be just teasers, but just kind of like, here's what's going to happen on the next episode. We're going to spoil the cliffhanger you just watched. Mm. Bad form. Yeah. Viv muted herself. Again, so. I didn't want to interrupt your true detectives talks. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she had to prevent herself from doing that. Um, so what else TV wise, almost human. What, uh, I did not see the, the most recent one. It's uh, the season finale. Yeah. Oh, I have to which watch Which kind of came out of nowhere. I was surprised by that. That was, was the finale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It, I, it, it's, oh. it's good. Did watch it, it. Did it feel like a finale or no, not to me? No. It didn't really. It felt I like mean, a, yeah. I, yeah, it it felt like another episode. But of mm-hmm. course, you know, they've shot themselves in the foot by just having all of the episodes in uh, out of order anyway. So they've really right. spoiled any kind of a season arc that they might yeah. have built anyway. Yeah. Um, now, I, I continue to really like the show, but it's it's got some problems that it needs to work on. And it's yeah. not all just about the episodes being out of order. I think... What I do like is that it's starting to do better at showing lots of different aspects of the city. Like, you know, what's it like where the poor people live? What's it like where the rich people live? What kind of sports do they have? What kind of financial district do they have? What's the deal with chromes and and all of that stuff? They're starting to actually explore all of those different things. But then they bring up the wall. Right. Which apparently (laughs) it's like this escape from new york-esque something 
on the other side of the wall. And it's like, it, it just like, that seems like a big enough deal that they, there needs to be more information on that. They yeah. can't tease that. Oh yeah. There's this giant wall in the middle of the city and who knows what happens over there. Right. Well, like, what? All we know is John, John Larroquette uh, lives over there now with the wildlings and, uh... and Batman <laughs> apparently with that yeah. grappling hook thing. Yes. So, so, uh, but yeah, so I like the show a lot primarily because the cast is fun, but yeah. uh, they need to kind of step up their game, I think, in terms of the like continuity and season arcs as opposed to just episode to episode stuff. Mm-hmm. And showing them in order, I'm sure, will help, but that's not the only issue. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I'm still watching it. I'm still enjoying it. Um, and, you know, like you, I'm hoping I'm, I'm, it's super disappointing that that was the season finale because I really don't feel like we got a full taste of everybody. Mm-hmm. And now there's, like there's comp- tons of stuff that's still completely dangling. Like we never got any additional follow up on the fact from the pilot that his girlfriend was with the bad right. guy. Right. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like we never got any resolution no to movement, that. Yeah. We have yeah. no idea what's on the other end side of the wall. Yeah. Other than now John Larroquette's over there. Um, <laughs> uh, there. So there's all of this stuff that we still have absolutely zero. Yeah. Callback or resolution on. Um, so I, they need to do better yeah. with that. Yeah. Now I have hope that maybe they'll, they'll manage, especially if they can stop, being interfered with so much, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm I want them to do better, though. It, it's <laughs> I'm not ready to give up on it, but I want them to do better. Right. I was laughing yeah. how you know they're trying to be you know predictive of the future or you know put little things in there that we can latch onto. So like they've talked mm-hmm. about Bitcoin. Oh and yeah. The episode before oh, the last they're one. They're so hip they're talking about Bitcoin. Right. Um one one thing though that I, I wanted to call out from this most recent episode that um just because we had kind of talked about it one on one of our previous discussions was um one of the things that happens in this episode is that uh Dorian is getting his review. Like the mm. the the board is coming and interviewing everybody who's been working with him to see if he's working out because he's one of the the weird ones, right? And so um, when we have uh, uh, Kenix, you know, Carl Urban's character doing his interview, you know, he's he's funny as you'd expect, but he's he's just doing this like very laconic, just isolated facts that don't really connect to each other very much. And then at one point he goes, he flipped a van once. Didn't know he could do that. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> That was yeah, I, I particularly like the episode where Kenix was making up all the excuses why the the mean oh. cop was not there. Oh, he has yeah. hemorrhoids. Oh, bad yeah. <laughs> surgery. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if that that may have been the one where they were talking about Bitcoin, and it was hilarious because they say something about Bitcoin, and I remember looking to Viv and going, "Yeah, like Bitcoin's gonna be around in whatever you know twenty forty five or whatever year that is." And the next day, the news had come out that Mt. Gox, mm. which was the biggest Bitcoin exchange, lost $460 million 
worth of bitcoins completely collapsed. Now they're going bankrupt. People are yeah. questioning if the whole thing's worth it. And mm. it was just like timing. <laughs> and what should have been a big boost to them was just a big fail. Timing is everything. Well, I don't like, know. If well, being it mentioned on the TV shows. Well, I mean, I guess people. it just—I think it just brought it more to the forefront for people that wouldn't have otherwise heard about Bitcoin. Because mm. most of the country, I don't think, knows what Bitcoin is. Yeah. Well, I think it's because even the people who know what it is don't really know what it is. <laughs> I know there, I don't. There was actually a Penny Arcade about that yeah. just recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So we um. So. We have uh, Gabe coming up to Tycho. Do you know what a Bitcoin is? Sure. Can you explain it to me? Tycho says, when you're talking about Bitcoin, what you're really talking about is math numbers. There's a public <laughs> ledger and computers, and then you get a coin, but not a coin coin. It's numbers and letters, which mean coin, and is basically equal to one money. <laughs> and then I don't have any idea what a Bitcoin is. <laughs> And then Gabe says, no, I think I got it. I think it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I recently, moving on from Almost Human, unless someone else said anything on that, uh, uh, we've been talking about House Cards for forever, and uh, mm-hmm. I decided to watch uh, the 1990 uh, BBC version, the original uh, House of Cards, and it's actually... I mean, if if there was no Kevin Spacey House of Cards, I probably wouldn't be wouldn't have watched as much as I've watched. But it is interesting to watch just looking at the character Ian Richardson's playing the the British version of uh, Francis Underwood. And uh, it's just different because he's a completely different person. He's more aristocratic and, you know, uh they, well, they actually have gotten into a possible uh, the love tryst that might happen. I haven't gotten that far, um, like three hours in. And uh, but you know, just it's a little more humor. It's a little more of class warfare. But there's, I mean, even some li- actual lines of dialogue are the same, and different conversations and characters and things. So it's 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 really interesting if you're if you are a fan. Um, of the Netflix series and want to give it a give it a watch and uh, don't mind the the uh, 1990 uh, film version uh, of things and the the music and you know seems like a you know uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the the Miss Marple type you know music little like the little <laughs> opening music comes on it's like you know you're in a a British tea room type thing. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's good. So I uh, can definitely see the, where it, where it came from and why it was popular and why they wanted to, uh, to update it with the, the way they did. So, um, did anybody watch the Oscars? I did. did yeah. Christiana. Yeah, we did. We, we did a live watch, which I don't think I've done in, in years and years and years. It was, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I put in Facebook uh, the next morning. This is the first mo- first Oscars I have not watched since I was a teenager. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, it's just I have always no judgment, done. no hate. But I this was always done. But I for some, I just thought about it and I was just getting ready for bed. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> the only the only reason that I ever watch them is because my husband will put them on, and you know inevitably there'll be something that happens, and he says, oh, you got to come and see this. Mm-hmm. And so I go and watch it. But he was on duty, so it didn't. Wasn't on our TV. I did go back later and and watch the um, the uh, performance of Let It Go 
Which I I love that song, and I don't think it was a bad performance, but it was not the best that song's ever been. For a Broadway performer that's just been so critically acclaimed across the board, I was not impressed. Well, but the thing is, too, what I've read um, that explains, I didn't pick pick up on this when I watched it, but the orchestra was rushing her. And she was singing it in a higher, like a different key. Yeah, it sounded like she couldn't. Was like she was having some trouble hitting the notes. And, like, well, her voice and it doesn't help that John Travolta flubbed her name when yeah, he introduced probably, her. Yeah, probably would not set a good tone for a performance that yeah. I was doing. But um, I actually I watched. She did it with uh, um, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watched that. Yeah, yeah. At all, and that and that was cute, and that was way more entertaining. Um, because yeah, the the Oscar performance is just kind of her, and there's some you know pretty lights behind her, and she's got mm-hmm. a gorgeous dress, but it wasn't entertaining. Like yeah, I it would wasn't expect very it to compelling. Be. I think yeah. that's when I I think that's when I went and made dinner. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it was I really mean, good though. Great song. She's good, but it wasn't it wasn't the best she's ever done that song. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I did like was that. Um, well, besides Gravity winning a lot, a lot of the technical awards, which mm-hmm. everybody expected. But well, it yeah. For, it won for best awesome. uh, original score. And yeah. I, just, I like that because like the ne- the day after I saw the movie, I bought the score just because I, mm-hmm. I liked it that much. And, huh. uh, it's a great score. Yeah, I was really happy about that. So. I was kind of pissed off at first that Gravity didn't win, but, you know, I haven't seen most of the Oscar noms. So, first mm-hmm. of all, I have... Finally, after seeing the clips that I saw during the Oscars themselves, really feeling compelled to see almost all of the nominations. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was I I thought that Ellen DeGeneres did a really, really good job hosting this Mm -hmm. year. There was a lot of just absolute silliness that's bouncing around Facebook now about the Mm -hmm. selfie with Brad Pitt and uh, Jennifer Larson. Yeah, they, they just kept it really fun. I felt like they were really poking fun at like she poked fun at like the whole institution of the thing and just kind of made it more like like it was for Chooch and I. We were hanging out with our housemate and a friend and just watching the Oscars and snacking and all this kind of stuff. So it was funny and Mm -hmm. it was it compelled us enough that we watched the entire broadcast and it didn't hurt that that's when the snowstorm came through. So we already knew that Chooch was off on Monday. <laughs> but um, it, it was one of my favorite Oscars, which apparently is not appropriate to say for some reason. Yeah, it's not very popular. been a big backlash. But I, I don't know. People fun. are people. There's there is no pleasing some no. people when it yeah. comes to. In fact, I, I've actually heard it said, and I believe this is true, but that. Um, Hosting the Oscars is kind of a thankless job. Totally. No matter, every single person who ever does it, it gets told that they're the worst person who's ever done it. Yeah, absolutely. And so, the, because the problem is you have a hundred different impressions of what the person hosting the Oscars is supposed to do. And what it represents for you. And so, no matter what you do, half mm-hmm. the audience hates it. Yeah. And so I liked it, and so I don't care yeah. who thinks it was dumb, but well, whatever. And for me, it was, you know, yes, it's 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 what it is. It's a big party for rich people. But, I mean, it's also a way to discover these art films that I've never would have been exposed to otherwise. Well, and yeah. it also, you know, the thing that made, one of the things that made it enjoyable for me as a viewer was seeing how Ellen would, would you know, like the crowd reactions to Ellen's jokes and, like, when she says, oh, quick, let's take a selfie. I mean, you see 
Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley <laughs> Cooper, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Kevin Spacey pops up behind. Yeah. Uh, Cumberbatch. Uh, I always forget his first name. Cumberbatch. Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch is. I think he's in that one. He got in a couple of selfies though. If you all saw that one where he did a big leap around some other yeah, people. Yeah, you too. Mm. You photobombed yeah, yeah, yeah. you too. You too. That's what it was. But I mean, to see them just jump up and do what she said, and they were so into it and having so much fun, it was. I I found it really. I can't imagine not having fun watching it, seeing well, how much fun everybody else was having. And I and I think that speaks to the the fact that they're still people, you know. And and I think exactly you know, celebrities are people and and so yeah. That, oh, yeah. that group selfie was kind of kind of spoke to that for me yeah. and i thought it was extremely cute and, it was yeah. yeah um uh as far as the nominated movies uh this is something i i do with my old friend mike every year we try right. to see as many of the nominated movies as possible uh and i did manage to see all of the best picture nominees this mm -hmm. year and i can so vouch that they're all good Usually I feel like there's one or two that I'm not a big fan of, but this, this year I think they're all good. Which one did you think should have won the Oscar? Well, there's my sentimental favorite is her, which, which is my favorite, but that's different because I, I was under no illusions that that would ever win because it's just, it's too weird yeah. to win. It's an ending. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's amazing that it got nominated. Um, and so I loved it. It's if I were going to vote, that's what I would vote for. Yeah. But I, I never thought it would win. Um, gravity is what I was rooting for to win. That's what that's, I mean, um, yeah. But, but that said, 12 Years a Slave is really good. Yeah. Gravity did win Best Director. Yeah. And so it's unusual to split Best Director and Best Picture and have those go to different movies. That's unusual. And yeah. so it speaks to, I think what they what the Academy voters probably were feeling and and in the Oscar wrap up that I just actually just just posted that earlier today actually if anyone okay. wants to go listen to that it's on my website now but um Mike and I talked about this and uh I think our conclusion was that maybe um everyone agreed that Gravity was like the best made yes movie yeah in terms of the filmmaking yeah um and that's why it won you know cinematography and all the sound mixing and sound design and editing and cinematography and i think i said cinematography so many things, and yeah. best director of uh, best visual effects mm -hmm. uh, but 12 years a slave um won best picture because although i i love gravity this is not saying anything bad about gravity absolutely but it's doing a different thing than 12 years a slave mm -hmm. is that's the conclusion years i came slave to. is it's kind of telling a more important story mm -hmm. you know gravity is great i love it but it's also not necessarily telling a story yeah. about things that are going to actually have a direct impact on on people you know what i mean it, right. or or it's like a Obviously, you know, 12 Years a Slave takes place in the past. It's not going to have a direct impact now, but it's there's more of a direct connection for people because this is it, it's, it's real history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, even though there are a lot of aspects of gravity that are portrayed in a realistic way, 99.999 percent of people are never going to go to space. Right. No, I totally um, agree. I was I initially had a beef that Gravity didn't win and mm -hmm. then I realized, well, I can't say which movie should have won best because I didn't see them all. And then when I looked at them as a whole, like as a whole 
you know, category. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see why some of these other movies. Gravity won a lot played. of stuff. It, it and really I think did. it won the right things. And yeah. um, best picture, you know, I, I thought that it was still going to go to gravity just because gravity yeah. won so many other things. But, yeah. um, but I, uh, you know, having seen them all, I was not upset that 12 Years a Slave won. I can see it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually, in addition to the podcast, uh, I, I put this link in the little Google Doc. But um, I also, it, leading up to the ceremony, I did a blog post with about a like a one-paragraph review of each of the nine Best Picture nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, maybe that link can go in the podcast notes, too. But yes. Um, one of the things I had worried about with 12 Years a Slave was, you know, I'd hesitated to go to see it because I was worried it was going to be depressing. Yeah. Um, and it's not really that. It's not like a happy movie, obviously. It's not like uplifting. You know, it's not like about the triumph of the human spirit or whatever. It's it's, But the, the feeling you, you're kind of left with is more like angry and disgusted that this injustice was a real part of our history. Yeah. Um, as opposed to being depressed about it. Yeah. And so that, that was kind of my, my take and it, and it's, it's, it's really well made and well told. It wasn't my favorite of the year, but there's a difference, right? Between, Mm -hmm. you know, best. Yeah, it's tough. And like I said, I wanted to hold on to my beef, but I mean, it just, it it tells a bigger story, a more important Mm -hmm. story, one that could actually impact, hopefully, Maybe somebody will see something that will quell some bigotry or something like that. And then mm-hmm. finally, you know, um, where I don't think we're going to have that kind of a big impact from Gravity, the movie, especially when as soon as it came out, every scientist in the world came out and started saying this would never happen in real life. You know, and well, like, we talked about that in our podcast, yeah. too, which yep. and, and we talked about it on here mm-hmm. in my my feeling just that I think it's interesting to talk about the things that would work differently in real yeah. life. Oh, no, but, it's, it's a great yeah. discussion point for sure. Right. Um, but the other thing is, too, you know, it's such a cliche to say it's an honor just to be nominated. But when we're talking about something like Best Picture, it's so subjective that really it really is. You know, you should if a movie you like gets nominated, that's what you should be happy for. Yeah. And then who actually wins is almost arbitrary. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Right. because you've got split votes and all kinds of stuff. Going yeah. On. Mm-hmm. Especially when they went from five to ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's actually it's actually been it's nine, nine more often, yeah. which is weird. I don't know why they do that, but I don't know. Yeah, but they what I without going into detail words. on every single one, what I will actually say is that this year I liked all nine of the Best Picture nominees. I think mm-hmm. they're all definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Very good. Um, let's see. I did want to bring up, uh, one TV story that we saw, which was, is anybody interested? Should we be interested in NBC bringing back heroes? I'm mildly interested. I'll watch a couple of episodes. I loved the first season of heroes. Loved, loved, loved it. Like I loved the first season of lost Mm -hmm. when they started muddying the waters with extra characters is when I get bored. And well, yeah. um, these will all be new characters, I'm assuming. Are, we're not. Are yes. we? I haven't looked into it to see. We're not getting any rehash, are we? It's supposed to be something completely new. Um, there, I, I, my understanding is there was uh, I, 
I mean, clearly nothing is set in stone about much of this that's been released, but uh, my understanding is that there might be some characters pulled in from the old series, but uh, it's it's supposed to be a brand new start mm-hmm. to this. Um, like a pass the torch thing. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even 100% positive at what point they are picking up the story or if they're moving it until like 10 years later or because um, I only I only read like the the one announcement when it was you know first brought up right. um, yeah that's definitely you know superheroes so mm-hmm. definitely something that I pinged on but yeah I'm I'm hesitant because I did watch the whole thing um, I, I watched all, all, all of the episodes um, wow seasons respect <laughs> yeah I know, I <laughs> hung in there um, but the the first season was definitely the best mm-hmm. um, I just think it got a little bit out of control um, with some of the the Siler stuff and I, yeah. I, I, I still can't I don't know he plays Spock and I still can't like he's always going to be Siler to me and he's always going to creep me out forever <laughs> and ever um, yeah. I, I felt like they didn't have a plan for what they were like when they made the first season they maybe had some vague ideas about what they were going to do, but then when they saw the fan reaction to season one, they changed all of that. So it felt like they were winging it. Um, well, and I mean, it just kind of, it went out of control. So like, as far I, I feel like, would I potentially be excited to watch a TV show about superheroes? Sure. Depends on who's writing it and who's right. going to be in it. You know, like I, do we know those things yet? Well, Tim Kring is supposed to be back on board for Heroes Reborn, um, okay. which he, he was doing, um, at least I know he did the first season of Heroes. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, I mean, potentially, I, you know, basically I'm going to reserve judgment because the brand yeah. certainly is worth zero to me. Yeah. But now that said, a guy who made some episodes of a TV show that I really liked is going to potentially make more that I might like. Mm-hmm. But the brand also had lots that I was not a fan of. And so we'll see. Now that said, since heroes has been off the air, superheroes are freaking all over the place in a way mm-hmm. that they weren't then. It makes me so happy too. Okay. <laughs> so there, I didn't see anything in IMDb for it, but here's an article that uh, is talking about heroes reborn being 13 episodes and tell a standalone story. And it's uh, NBC so far is keeping all the details and the characters under wrap. But they Im- announced the most important and damning, according to this blogger, aspect of it. Uh, Heroes creator Tim Kring will again be running things. Well, so notice they it's say considered creator. An event. It is, creator, because as if I recall correctly, he wasn't responsible for all of it. He just kind of helped start it. Right. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea was, and, and Christiana sort of touched on it, I mean, it was supposed to be sort of like what they're doing with True Detective, where... They were going to have a season with these characters, and then if it was successful, they're going to have a season two with a whole different cast, and uh, you know, focus on them. And when you know, Hero became so Hero you know, popular, they descend the story. The Siler story was so popular, they decided, okay, well, we'll bring in some new characters, but keep this core unit. And things got you know very confusing, and then story wasn't as yeah. good. I, I liked Hero so a lot, that but yeah, that, I think the story got away from them. Yeah, part of yeah. it is that they're trying to go back. This whole Heroes Reborn is to say, okay, well, we're going to try to go back to what the original plan was, which yeah. was having a season of these characters, and then if if this is successful, then maybe they'll try they'll try to stick with their 
original plan, which was again to you know have a different cast um, and a story around them instead of uh, trying to just extend that uh, story across multiple seasons. So we'll see. What um, I'm looking at Tim Kring's credits, and although he has the created by and producer credit on the whole series. Um, his written by is it's not everything, but it's not isolated to the first season. It's mm. it's scattered throughout the whole run. Yeah. Yeah, the blogger goes on to say some very insulting things, but um <laughs> I don't think they're particularly particularly useful here. They just expressed his mm-hmm. he was out of his depth with the superhero kind of realm. Yeah, and it was muddied and all the stuff we already said. But I mean, I, I they call it a in the article I just read. It, they called it a, a mini series event. So mm-hmm. and that and I agree with what the blogger said, which was that if they keep it like they did season one, before everything got all chaotic and they tried to make sure that they'd get season three, four, five, and six lined up. Um, if they keep it to like fresh characters, kind of like what they're doing with American Horror Story, I I, I could totally see myself watching that yeah. every year. Well, I, I think what, given that we have heard that that was kind of supposed to be the idea, but it was sort of an untested thing there. Yeah. There was a lot more of a, like, that's weird. Yeah. Whereas certainly American Horror Story has been doing that for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, and then True Detective is going to be like that. And I think, I think they're, and just the, the TV landscape is different yeah. now than it, it was even four years ago. Well, that's kind of sort of like what um, uh, Twin Peaks did. Uh, Before Twin Peaks came along, you didn't have these season-long story arcs. Like Mm. They were all these sitcoms. So uh, this is just another another stepping stone. We're all moving to the BBC model. We won't call them seasons anymore. We'll call them series. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so where I'm at on Heroes Reborn is um, I will watch the first couple of episodes and see if I like it. But I'm, I'm not excited necessarily about just the announcement of it i i would want to see more about it i'll watch now, this but, but you, i don't have to like it <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no I, always I gives just everything mean, a fair shake yeah. she always yeah. does give it a fair shake I'm, I'm not going in with a chip on my shoulder right. i am just also not yet persuaded the show right. is going to have to persuade me my persuade me by being good yeah. right um so i am certainly open to watching a new tv show about superheroes I like superheroes, but I'm I'm not going to watch a show about superheroes just because it's about superheroes. Yeah, that's where I kind of um I, I have a similar feeling about Joss Whedon. Sorry guys, I don't love everything that he writes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got little Speaking windows of, of stuff superheroes. That I like. It's okay, I'm I'm there with you. Speaking of superheroes, Starla. <laughs> superhero show on the geek and sundry channel yeah. on youtube that you've uh, seen at least part of uh tell us about caper caper uh geek and sundry recently started their web series it's called caper it is um similar format to the guild um i just i finished watching the fourth episode a few days ago and that was all that was out they have some little featurettes and behind the scenes things um you can also watch it on hulu or on their website um it was it was really cute so it's it's it feels a lot like the guild um because each episode is only about 10 minutes long um the action sequences are done very similar to um comic book panels 
So, uh, and I was sort of explaining this earlier when we were talking about this pre-show. Um, it's it's the 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 solid background, and then you have the the unmoving character figure that that they kind of just you know move back and forth through the scene, um, and then they'll you know flash to you know bang pow that kind of thing. Uh, very very comic book esque, but it's basically um, a group of superheroes that uh, have found that you know these these supervillains you know they're making all this money and everything, but they can't afford to pay the rent. They have, you know, medals and keys to the city, but they're still living in the ghetto. <laughs> so the premise is that in order to be able to pay the rent, they are going to put together a heist. Only they decide not to call it a heist because that sounds too evil. So they want to call it a caper. <laughs> so the, the, the entire show is, is them figuring out how to, they're good guys, they're heroes, and they have to figure out how to be bad guys for this job so they can get some money. <laughs> and nice. it's really, really cute. The dialogue is, is not, is real nice. And the, the characters are, are solid. And, and uh, yeah, so I, it, and it's a real quick watch. So I would highly recommend that one for people that don't have a lot of time. No, that sounds <laughs> cool. You had so this whole conversation. Were, um, Sorry. I was just going to say, when you were describing it, is, is it live action animated yeah. it's it's saying. live action but like uh, but, say that the heroes get called out for a job you know, there's a um you know a liquor store is being robbed or something those sequences where they're fighting the bad guys are done in the the comic book animation um okay. so everything else is live action you know with actors and you've got one that's kind of like a thor character you've got a uh, amazon assassin um she, she's a <laughs> she was formerly a bad guy, and now she's reformed. Um, and then uh, the other guy is uh, he can fly. And um, then the uh, the one that's not like an immortal, uh, she has a superhero suit, kind of Iron Man esque. Uh, and and all the, these four characters live in this little tiny loft apartment together that you know they have trouble making the rent on. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 cool. It plays off a lot of different comic book tropes, but it's in a very modern kind of real setting. Um, so yeah, it's it's cute. And that's on Geek cool. and Sundry, you said. Yes, the Geek and Sundry. So you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on their website, and you can also watch it on Hulu. Cool. You know what? That um, this whole conversation has finally made this bulb go off in my head. Um, that what uh, I think it was BBC America Chooch. Um, mm -hmm. No heroics. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, actually it wasn't BBC. Series? It was um, Sky TV. But anyways, um, yeah, they as far as I know, they only did one series. Yeah, one season. So it was like six episodes, I think. Yeah, it was very short, but it was so good, and it was like an adult take on. It was like this bar that all the uh, kind of think of like the Tick and how all the all those superheroes would hang out in the same kind of coffee shop, kind of place or wherever. Mm -hmm. But it's like a bar where all the super superheroes go at the end of the day. And no hero. There's a sign on the door that says no heroics. You can't do any superpowers or anything inside the bar. And it's just this funny little kind of twist on, you know, the different that hierarchy of superpowers that you you find sometimes in stories. And, you know, you've got the elites and then you've got the ones that can yeah. hardly do the anything. Sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's very it's very clever. It's not anything I would put out for the minions until you watched it first, because if I remember oh, it's very offensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been it's been like five years since we watched it, so it. I mean, it's it's dated and it's out there, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Well, Caper is clean. Um, as far as I can remember, there's there's no language. Um, like I said, the action sequences are all animated and very 
you know, um, so there's, there's no violence. Um, yeah, it's, it's clean. So it's safe for yeah. everybody. That's why I was thinking that No Heroics was BBC America because it was it was more sexual than like injuries or harm. Well, it, or yeah, violence. it was definitely it was a UK show, but it was one of the other channels. Gotcha. They're one of the very few non BBC channels. I was going to say I didn't I know, know there of. were any non BBC. Shows <laughs> how much I know. Uh, and everybody uh, listening uh, or watching, uh, I'm sure, is at least interest, interested or has seen the commercials for. Uh, the new Cosmos, which uh, is on Sunday, so we're all looking forward oh, to man. that. Um, I love me some Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just makes me happy. <laughs> Science. He makes us all happy, Christiana. Yes. <laughs> Except Pluto. He doesn't make Pluto happy. No, no, no. I've come to terms with that. It bothered me for a while. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm still mad. <laughs> well, uh, we've been going for a long time tonight. It's usually when <laughs> Christiana speaks up and says, um, I've got to go to bed soon. <laughs> did I say anything? No, no she did I said, not. Well, it's usually when you pop up. I was thinking it. Yes. <laughs> and I felt that. So uh, we're going we're gonna to come to a close. Uh, Starla, though, yes, we're sympathetic. <laughs> Starla, uh, where can we find all all of your stuff? It's right there on the screen, actually. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, StarlaHutchinson.com, and um, can you like talk? Or, like, where are like tomorrow? You're doing when? No, your blog tour starts the tenth on Monday, uh, March tenth. Yes, and it goes until March twenty third. So can we like? Where's the first one going to be? Like, uh, the first day, uh, I'm be? at He's the so teacups and bookends, and the blog tour schedule will go up, I believe, on my blog, and then um, the organizers, uh, Girls Heart Books, uh, the schedule will be up there, and the first, I think it's a guest post, goes up on on Monday on teacups and bookends. Um, so I'll have links to all that stuff on my blog at starlhetchner.com. Um, you can find uh, links to all of my stuff there under my written works, uh, my voice work, uh, and a link to my design sites, designbystarla.com, <laughs> if anybody just wants to go straight there. Um, I'm on Twitter, at uh, RizinPhoenix, R-I-Z-N-P-H-N-X. I have a Facebook author page, and yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I, would, I would add that it's... Darla Hutchton, but it's H U C H T O N. There's not a there's only one T in Hutchton, not two. I learned the hard way and I will never forget oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. But it is there is that trick. I think most people would imagine another T in there, but it's it's H U C H T O N. Very good. Well, yeah. thanks everybody who joined us. Uh there wasn't anything in the QA left, I don't think. Let me check real quick. No. Uh, so thanks everybody who stopped by and watched and uh, who's watching and listening after the fact. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next time on BuckPickMedia.com uh, presents Consumption. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Stella. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to specficmedia.com presents Consumption. If you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM. That's 704-981-1736. If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial share alike, 3.0 unported license. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it.